Well, hey, you girl, man of God, listen. Today's episode is titled 2019 Forced Me to Grow Up. Okay. So I posted this on Facebook, I posted a status, and I was like, I don't know about anybody else, but 2019 was the year that forced me to grow up and deal with me. Everyone is doing their year in review and talking about, you know, I experienced this this year, I experienced that this year, but I don't know about nobody else, but I experienced God making me go through some stuff, some stuff that I thought that I conquered in like 2016, 2017, that I realized that I didn't. And I had to boss up and become the woman of God that I know I needed to be. And so that's what we're talking about on today's episode. 2019 forced me to grow up. And I, of course, thought that I was the only one going through this. But in all things, of course, we all find out that when we share our truth, we find out we are not the only one battling. And boo-boo! When I tell you the comments on that status begin to flood and pour in, 2019 was the year that forced me to grow up. And everybody else was like, me too, girl, me too, girl, me too, girl. And I think we all just had a collective, because right here in the middle of it, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but even in the middle of the tail end of 2019, as God is still showing up and doing miracles, my God, God is still showing up and making sure that, that we understand how to be faithful stewards over things that he has given us. So I um, do have a lot to celebrate from 2019. I don't want to make it seem like it was all bad. 2019 was the year that I got engaged to my bouquet D. Um, 2019 was the year that God blessed me with a miraculous out of the blue trip um, to the Facebook headquarters out in Menlo Park, California with Arian Simone and the Fearless Moguls crew. And I'm so happy to be a part of that monthly mentorship every month. And, you know, just being mentored by somebody who's who's in the game, who's in the trenches, who is understanding what it is to be a woman of color in business. So I had a friend. Her name was Robin Robinson. Hey, Robin, if you're listening she tagged me in a post from Arian Simone and she was looking for one of 100 women of color entrepreneurs to be able to um, learn from her in a day of like business immersion at her uh, conference that she does every single year for um, Fearless Moguls, which is a part of her brand. And so I entered into the contest and decided that I was going to try and God opened the door for me to go and the finances came for me to take this plane trip and this ticket and everything to be able to get out there and, and feed myself and Uber. And I met some amazing women that I'm still in contact now. Um, and the last thing of course that happened to me was like this year was one of the years that I um, had my really big 80 seater 2020 vision business and faith conference. It was the second time that I did it after the very first time at the tail end of 2018, it sold out in four days. Um, I had another 25 seater conference and that one sold out. So I was like, you know what, God, I need to move it to a bigger venue. So I did, I stepped out on faith and bam, there it was. And so I sold all but four seats. So it was 74 people in the room and I could not believe it. So I had a lot of highlights in 2019, but baby, up underneath them highlights was some undergrowth <laughs> and it was some stuff in 2019 that was just downright painful that I'm still in the middle of going through and um let me turn Travis Green down I'm still in the middle of going through and a lot of women of God are, are speaking out too about how this year has just been a year where God just didn't reach in and rescue like he was like boo boo you can go through this because I can talk to you about this a million times so 2019 was the year that I was not very faithful with my health. It was a very, very hot summer. Um, if any of you know my story, I have sickle cell disease. 
And this was the year that I faced a very hard, one of my hardest battles with sickle cell ever. Um, that happened like three weeks after I got engaged. Um, this was the year that I have dealt with more financial setbacks and battles because of me not believing in some in the vision that God has given me and pushing forward and earning what I need to. Um, this was also the year that I just had to move in with a family member because of what I just mentioned in point number two, making sure that you manage your money correctly. Like I moved, life flipped me upside down, inside out, and I'm still feeling it. And so I want you to know that today's podcast, today's triumphant declaration, today's triumphant declaration is girl, grow up. Okay, that's today's triumphant declaration. There isn't nothing cute or sexy about this declaration today. And so, of course, we got to do some housekeeping. You are now listening to Storytime with Alexis, the podcast. If this is your very first time hearing from me, I am a visionary, an entrepreneur, and a minister. And if you don't know my story, in 2009, I was miraculously saved from a suicide attempt. 2010, I dedicated my life to Christ. And after I graduated from college in 2014, I started my very, very first business. And I own the Alexis M. Creative Agency, where I help solo business owners live seen and live loved and create a business that works for them. Um, I'm really, really great at helping beginners. And then the second thing God has anointed me to do, I have a ministry called The Cherished Woman, where I help women champion their emotional freedom and unlock their purpose. And so I'm incredibly excited to be here with you today. And I just, oh gosh, we have so much to talk about. I am glad you're here. That's our statement. I am glad you're here. Um, so whew, let's calm down because girl, it has been a season and I want us to understand what today's episode is about because the title is 2019 forced me to grow up. Um, but today's episode is about, we're talking th through how to deal with painful decisions how not to repeat lessons, how to have a healthy view of yourself when life just don't look like what you thought it wanted to look like, and how to handle it when God does not bail you out of sticky situations that you put yourself in. Can you handle today's episode? I hope you can because we're in for a wild ride together. So 2019, baby, uh, just it was good. It was bad. But up, up underneath, like I said, up underneath the brush was me understanding that it's time to grow. And so I want to talk to you though, because this podcast is about you. And I want you to know that um, you and I are both men and women of God who um, we have great call and great destiny on our lives. And because we have great destiny, we have great testing. Oh, that's so good. And so a lot of times the testing that we go through, scripture says that the testing, uh, count it not robbery, that the testing of your faith uh, produce and work patience because after you endure those fiery trials, you're going to come out better on the other side of it. Um, the testing of your faith work is patience. And so a lot of times, um, for many of us, I don't think that we understand that one of the core things that we need to get through tri the trials of life is more patience. And that's what the testing of our faith does is that it builds us, builds us to a point where we are mature and we can look at ourselves and we can handle us. Now, I am proud of you for listening to this podcast episode and for even chiming in on this topic as I posted on Facebook because not a lot of people, as one of my sisters in Christ mentioned, Monica, she's like, not a lot of people can admit that life isn't glamorous and there are things that are happening to them behind the scenes that are unfortunately um, looking, having a close eye view on their immaturity in areas where they're just not handling life correctly. And a lot of people don't know how to admit I'm screwing up and not only am I screwing up bad, I'm screwing up royally and God has, um, 
has some ways that he will let you know that it's time to grow. So I, I want you to jot these down. When do you know it's time to grow? Okay. Number one, God removes enablers. So people in your life who support you through your foolishness, um, you can kind of always rely on them for some extra money or an extra bit of encouragement or an extra bit of, of spunk. Um, God removes enablers. Anybody in your life who is standing in his way from getting you to really feel the hurt and the pain of a lesson and deal with it, he begins to pull away at those relationships or you notice you will start to notice friction in those relationships. People who are always coming to bail you out and rescue you from whatever the, those places of immaturity in you are. God begins to slowly peel them jokers back or he begins to slowly, um, how do I say this? He begins to slowly dilute the potency of people in your life who you have once relied on for their wisdom and advice. So you can run to a million places and God will send you the same message. You can be on YouTube trying to look up T.D. Jakes and Sarah Jakes Roberts messages. You're going to hear the same thing. Grow up. Um, you listen to this podcast now and it's the same thing. Grow up. You listen to your pastor, same thing. Grow up. You listen to your friends, same thing. Grow up. If you're blessed enough at the age that we are now in our, in our 30s and uh, late 20s and, and early 40s um, listening to this podcast, my target demographic, if you are blessed enough to still have your parents, they are telling you to grow up. Um, anybody in your life, bosses, employers, like it's time to grow. And here's the thing on the other side of growth is the person that you want to see. The person that's waking up earlier than everybody else is bossing up and getting stuff done. You're checking stuff off your list. You are making progress on those big projects you want. You are getting closer to your financial goals coming to pass. You are saving money and not treating yourself to wings every other weekend. You are telling people no when they ask you to go places and you know you just cannot go. It's not in your budget. It's not in your time and you're stepping away from people pleasing. You are doing the grown up stuff that's necessary for you to be the woman or man of God that you know you've been called to be and you have to walk worthy of that call. Now, the call in your life for things that God has purposed you to do doesn't necessarily have to be something deep. Like you could be going to school to be a lawyer. You could be going to school to be a doctor. You could be the girl at working at, uh, you know, the healthcare, a local healthcare place in town, because here in Columbus, we have two major um, healthcare providers in town that employs a lot of people. And you could just be the best person that you need to be for that job, for that moment. And you could be walking in purpose because purpose has layers. But you have to be able to know and spot that, hey, if I don't pass this test at this level well, I'm going to be bound to repeat it. So number two, how do you know that God is moving you through a season where it's time for you to grow up? You begin to see patterns in your behavior. So number one is God begins to calm down on those enablers. He begins to reduce their potency. But number two, you begin to see repeat blessings. So how many times have you had to pass the test of telling people, no, I can't go because I have something greater to do? Like, you may have to examine that maybe the big reason why I can't tell people no is because I have some people-pleasing tendencies, and I care too much about what people think. Um, you know, what about, you know, financial opportunities? How, how, how do you handle it when you're faced with a lot of pressure and the test of faith comes, am I going to tithe? Am I going to give my offering? Like, what am I going to do to help shift me out of here? Am I going to trust myself? Like, what am I going to do to help me pass this test? Because this thing is coming around again. Um, do you find yourself going through the same issues with people over and over? So do you have fallings out with folks every year? Um, the last time that I went through a hard situation, um, I, clo I personally closed the door to a friendship 
Um, and the season was, was up. I, and I trust that that season was up. But if you find yourself every single year falling out with somebody, like every year somebody somebody major in your life is leaving. Now, it could be back to point number one, God is reducing your enablers. But if you find yourself in some major drama every year, you got to be able to look at yourself and examine, is this me or is this them? Like you have to be able to trust the fact that God may be taking you through that test over and over and over again until you learn the lesson that the test is beginning to take you. Um, when it comes to love and romance, do you find yourself constantly like in and out of relationships? Like I'm, I'm married to somebody, we together, and then something happens in the relationship. And maybe, maybe what happened in that relationship was that person's fault. Maybe it might not have been yours. But did you examine whether or not do you keep choosing people based on a preference inside of you that has not been sanctified and given to God? In other words, do you keep choosing toxic people and then you get mad when they turn out to be toxic because you did not date that person long enough in order to see their behavior? So listen, whoo, that was good. You have got to, boo, be able to say, do I see repeat patterns in my behavior? And I, you're preaching, listen, I am not preaching at you. We, we in this together because I'm in the hot seat when it comes to something very, 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 very apparent that I wrestled with this year. And here was what I wrestled with. I wrestled with unbelief this year. And I dealt with the consequences of not believing in my God-given purpose. And because I didn't believe in my God-given purpose, I did not champion my God-given goals. So the little things that keep those things afloat. And I'll, and I'll just be very candid and share my story. So um, I don't know if you know the 2020 Vision Conference story, but in 2019, I, in 18, I was working a full-time job at my local uh, college where I graduated from. And I love doing marketing. I love showing people how to use 21st century tools to move their businesses forward in a very simple way. I just adore marketing because I adore communication. I graduated from school with a communication degree and I love seeing people um, getting connected. I love the value that I get to bring to them and showing them how to work these things and how to build life into a bigger perspective. I believe that you and I all have purpose and I believe purpose needs to lead to profit. Okay. So anyway, that's my testimony. So in 2018, I was sitting at my job and a girlfriend of mine was like, Hey Lex, do, do you want to attend this particular business conference that we saw through a mutual acquaintance? And that ticket was way too much money. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and was like, why don't you do your own? And I was wrestling deeply with the imposter syndrome. So that means that I did not see myself as a good enough source to begin to give other people information because there were certain milestones that I felt like I hadn't hit financially in my business in order to justify becoming a mouthpiece about business. But what I did not understand is as I sat down with the Holy Spirit, he began to show me, girl, you have been in business for almost four years now at the time. You know your stuff and you know what it's like to go through issues as a solo creative business owner and you know how to coach people through this. I've anointed you with a mindset for strategy and I've anointed you with a mindset for influence and communication. You can do this. And so as I began to get it in my brain that I can do this, within four days that conference sold out and I was amazed. It was a 25-seater conference and my mouth hit the floor. So I was like, okay, God, and the Lord was like, do another one. So I did another 25-seater. That one sold out. And so I was like, okay, I'm on to something here. So I expanded the conference to an 80-seater room. 
just to just to go for it and was like okay we 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 sold out again and I don't want to wait uh have people waiting again for this so let's do it again so at the beginning of 2019 January 25th I believe was the day 26 2019 um at the beginning of this year I had my my second 2020 vision conference and it was amazing but I learned a lot of hard lessons it, it being my first time shifting my business from becoming a technician a person who does things for people so the marketing girl the social media graphics girl the website girl the design girl I shifted from becoming a technician to becoming an educator and that was a hard shift for me because there were a lot of lessons that I did not understand and know like uh, don't stand on your feet for six hours and teach business principles and heels because you will be exhausted after. <laughs> um, and so I also learned a lesson. Don't start out um, creating your online course right after you do your conference. Like I was gung ho at the rodeo and being able to make sure that people did not get what I call conference high. And that is when you go to a conference, you get all this strategy, you hear all this good stuff and nothing. So you don't execute. And six weeks later, all that pretty notebook and all them notes you took are still sitting there. And that happened to me when I attended a very large profile conference, um, business conference for women. And I did not want that to happen to women. So I created a coaching program um, called the 2020 Vision Tribe. And I was able to walk women through a weekly dedication to being able to help them with marketing and the core curriculum that I created for 2020 Vision. Unfortunately, I did not use wisdom because I did not realize that with having sickle cell disease, I was suffering every single week trying to get my body back in alignment from when I did the conference at the beginning of the year. In 2019, I wrestled so hard with using the right wisdom for my body. So I learned some hard lessons this year. And by the time the summertime came, I was exhausted and I had to step away. And I stepped away from 2020 Vision slowly but surely. I began to see a pattern in myself where I did not fully grasp or believe that God said that I was going to be good at this. I did not fully grasp and believe that God said that this was the platform that was going to push me into purpose. I did not fully grasp and believe that because I'm good at this, it's okay to take my time and to watch it grow. And I need a plan for my health. And I couldn't keep playing around doing some of the stuff that I was doing, thinking the way I was thinking in years before, because now I had purpose sitting in my hands. And now I had a movement. And now I had eyes on me. And now I had people paying me for something that I was not showing up and being the best version of myself for because I wrestled with unbelief. And so because out of unbelief, not believing that I was good enough, not believing that I was worth it, not believing that I was purpose for this, I almost allowed 2020 Vision to go away completely and I had built an entire program, but I didn't pace myself. And because I didn't pace myself, I learned some hard lessons about what happens when you run too fast and you do too much. And so I, this year, realized that at the core bottom of the issues that I dealt with the area that God was trying to grow me up the most was in my faith and belief in him and this year he's proven to me over and over and over again that he is so faithful and in the years and in the months that I kind of struggled and wrestled I think it's okay to give yourself grace when you are a beginner at something and if you're listening to this podcast right now I want you to know something there's a large amount of grace waiting for you in the beginning but you cannot squander beginner's grace 
Oh, that's so good. Because what happens to us is, is we bring poor habits into new seasons. And then we think that God's going to command a blessing on that stuff. And he's not, he's not going to give you the money that he sees. If he's told you a million times, work out at least once a day, go walking, eat right, be healthy, because those small habits are the things that sustain God's size vision. And you as a visionary cannot afford to continue to ignore the still small voices of Holy Spirit to let you know that there are consequences to your actions. And unfortunately, you will not be able to escape all the things in life that happen because you did not listen. So I am so sorry to inform you that life sometimes will get difficult for us you and I, when you have God-sized vision. And here's the reason. Because you are a child of God, because you are made in his image and likeness, a lot of your consequences are harder than other people's. You want to know why? Because you bear his name and his image. And, and you all out here on Facebook, just like me, just like you, telling people that you belong to him. So when you go through stuff, the Lord wants to make sure that you don't repeat it. <laughs> okay? So sometimes it seems like people who don't believe in God or who have no faith, don't have to fight as hard as you do. And it's the truth. They don't. Because there's nothing God-sized pursuing them. And they aren't pursuing anything God-sized. So you and I have to be okay with the fact that we're going to be tested on a higher level. And yeah, you're going to be the first one to apologize. Yeah, you're going to have to always be the adult in the situation. Yeah, you're going to be the one that's going to be the first one to forgive. Yes, you're going to be the one who more is required of you. And you're going to have to ask yourself, am I okay with this? Is it time for me to grow up? And the answer is yes, it's time to grow. And so I have dealt with so many things this year coming at me um, from having to keep track of finances, keeping track of my health, recognizing that just because I got engaged um, and I was celebratory, suddenly it hit me. I'm going to be somebody's wife. And who my God in Zion, that's a whole other podcast. I got so much coming in here for you, boo, because 2020 is going to be a year where the Holy Spirit gave me a very prophetic dream about the state of the single woman. And when I tell you 2020, I am no holes barred about talking about singleness. I refuse to talk about marriage because I ain't married. And even like those first few months and years of marriage, I think it's funny how people come out the woodwork giving advice and it's like, you've been married five minutes, but let me tell you, I have been a single woman for 10 years. And when I get married, I'm going to be 10 years of celibacy and I'm very proud of myself and nobody can take that from me because I know and me and God know how hard that was. So I will tell you that we're going to be talking a lot in 2020 about navigating singleness in relationships because it is a core part of purpose. So, I want to let you know, though, that God's grace is still sufficient and he loves us and he will give us mercy before there is judgment. But that does not mean that we get to escape consequences just because we are God's kids. If anything, our consequences are a little bit harder. But OK, so you're like Alexis. Well, dang, girl, where is the bright side? I got to be honest with you because I'm in I, I'm in the hot seat like. I don't want you to be where I am now looking back at a season and going, dang, I wonder what would have happened if I just believed God. I wonder how differently I would have lived my life if I would have just took God at his word when he said, Alexis, what I'm giving you is going to grow. 
Alexis, you are worth it. Alexis, you are loved. And I want you to repeat your name in this sentence. So you are loved. You are worth it. What you have in your hands right now is going to grow. What the wildest outcome that you could ask, think, or imagine, he's faithful to bring that stuff to pass. And so when he's given you vision and he's given you an assignment, he's going to tell you, yeah, your influence is going to grow and you're going to be great at this. But because it's going to grow and because you're going to be great at this, more will be required from you. And so I want you to know that believe God as much as you're wrestling, believe God. Now, I do want to tell you this because the Holy Spirit is prompting me to do this. Miracles and God's grace being extended to us in the seasons where we're still dealing with our own immaturity, it is possible. And I'm not going to sit here and beat up on you because I don't want people to do that to me. God's grace is available and he's a good father. He's an amazing man, and he knows about just how much of his testing, his testing to give us so that we can come out purified and refined. And I told my friend this, I commented on her status on Facebook, and I was like, you know what? When we all look in the mirror and deal with the fact that we have to grow and we have to look at us and we have to see who we are and who we are not, there is a miracle in humility, I will say this again, there are miracles in humility. And as many times as we want to boast and brag, so many of us know what it is to be rescued by a loving father and a good daddy. So I'm praying for you right now that you know what it is to watch God say, all right, you learn your lesson. <laughs> and I need you this time. As I hit the reset button on this lesson, once again for you, to walk in the humility and to receive the miracle. Say that with me. I'm going to walk in humility and receive the miracle. So many times in our lives, God opens doors and he makes ways because he knows we're unworthy and we don't deserve it. But he's a good father. So if you have noticed, if you need God to hit a reset, we're going to pray together right now. I, I feel it. I'm going to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the man or woman of God listening to this podcast episode right now. I thank you that they give themselves the grace that you have extended to them for what they are going through in this season. Lord, I thank you that a divine encounter with your love becomes evident to them and they don't remove themselves from receiving the miracle because they have to be humble in order to receive it. I pray God for receptive hearts, receptive spirits that can receive the seed of your word and that can receive the blessing that you are trying to give them. I thank you, God, that they don't push away the people who are coming to help. I thank you that they don't push away the structure and the discipline that they need to get God-sized goals out of their head and into the earth. I thank you, God, that they look at the people around them who have been anointed to be their help and they allow people to help them. I thank you, God, that they don't stay too long dwelling too long on what they did wrong, but that they rejoice that they have a father who always hits that reset button. And I ask you right now in the name of Jesus, you bless the person exponentially. That by the end of this day, they have a God-sized encounter that lets them know that you're still with them, even in the fact that you want them to grow up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So... I want to make sure that I did what I said. Um, we talked about how to have, and the last thing, how to have a healthy view of yourself um, when life does not look like the way you want it to. This is a big one. 
And so we're going to calm down for a second. We're going to reset. Okay. So let's reset. <sighs> How do we have a healthy view of self when life does not look like what we thought it should? This is huge. Now, if you're still listening, I do want to tell you about something TheCherishedWoman.com has an opportunity for you to learn how to beat depression. So I have written a free ebook and it is available right now as soon as you log on to TheCherishedWoman.com and it's a five-step guide on how to stop toxic thoughts in their tracks. So before we um, dive into how to have a healthy view of self, I do want to let you know that there is other material that links back to this that you can definitely go on my website and check out. I have several websites. I have three. Um, I have my main one, AlexisMCreative.com. You can go get the ebook from there. That's AlexisMCreative.com. You can also get that ebook from TheCherishedWoman.com. So TheCherishedWoman.com. Um, so I definitely, and oh, if you were interested in anything that I talked about with 2020 vision earlier, um, the, that website is 2020 vision, C O N. So 2020 vision con.net. All right. So that was just my brief commercial break, but we're going to come back, fold into this conversation. How do you have a healthy view of yourself when life just doesn't look like what you wanted? So I'm going to talk about my friend on here and I hope she doesn't mind. I'm not going to say her name. Um, but I have a mutual friend and I uh, both deal with chronic illnesses. And I think one of the hardest places in my life in wrestling with mental health and mental mental health um, issues and surrendering those areas to God has definitely been in having sickle cell disease and not being able to tackle life at the potency and the strength that I've wanted to because sickle cell disease is limiting. Um, if you don't know what sickle cell disease is, it is a genetic disorder. It cannot be, I can't, you can't catch it or anything like that. It happens in your genes. And this genetic disorder, when there is not enough oxygen in the blood supply, it causes your cells to turn from circles to sickles. So like half moon shape, crescent shape. And it causes blood clots, um, organ failure, damage, and painful crisis in the body. And one of the big things that I deal with is anemia, which means that my hemoglobin level or the amount of oxygen protein that my blood can carry often drops when it's cold outside, when it's too hot outside, when I have not had enough oxygen. Basically, I have to stay moisturized from the inside out. And it is definitely difficult to manage this disease and to recognize that this disease is very limiting. I need more sleep than the average person. Um, I need a higher caliber. I can't feed my body with like hot wings and fries every day, although I wish I could because I just can't give that to my body. I no longer have a gallbladder. Um, I cannot be outside and stand up for long periods of time. I cannot sit down and have my body in awkward positions for long periods of time. Like road trips where I can't stretch my legs, that like can't happen for me. Um, I cannot uh, go swimming in cold water. Um, pretty much for no more than like 10 minutes, I have to get up and get out. Um, so like vacations, if I go to environments that are super, super tropical and hot, I have to stay hydrated nonstop or I will be very sick. Um, I take a low dose chemo every single day that helps me kind of maintain 
not having those crises because it increases what's called fetal hemoglobin. So having a chronic illness and being born with it and knowing that my genes um, are not where they need to be, it's mentally hard because I want to run this business at, at full capacity. Um, I want to push my brand at full capacity. I want to work for others at full capacity. And my body stays at about 70 to 80% on average every day. And every day when you're only operating at 70 to 80%, you look normal to most people and you look functional to most people. But what most people don't see is the battle that you fight behind the scenes. And I have a mutual friend who also has a chronic illness of spinal bifida. And her and I have really bonded over just talking about what life is like for us um, and how having a chronic illness is very hard and difficult. And life doesn't look like what I want it to. Um, I question why I had this disease. Um, my, both of my parents have the trait. So an easy way to explain this is let's say you have four quarters that make up a dollar. So if you have two parents, they have a one in four chance or one of those quarters, if they have the trait, which means they just have the genetic markers for the disease, not the full disease, um, they have a one in four chance of giving it to you. So one of those quarters is gone. They have a one in four chance of it not coming to you at all. And then they have a 50% chance of you having the trait just like them. So there was a better probability that I would have not had sickle cell disease than versus me having the full-blown disease. Um, and dealing with that reality and wondering why God does my life look so different and why in 2019 that I almost meet you really early and I go through so much pain. And I think that was the very first time, even with my fiance and I, that was his first time. Like, I would tell him, oh, I don't feel good. I'm going to sleep or I'm having a pain crisis. I took some medicine. But that was his first time really seeing me in a full-blown, what I call full-blown crisis. And it, I could tell it was hard for him. It was very difficult. Um, going through that was one of the hardest things I've ever experienced in my life because I have not experienced a full-blown crisis since I was like 16 years old. And so to be 20, so to be 30, a whole half of your life later and go through a crisis that pretty much like my hemoglobin was a four and I am a big girl. So I know you're listening to me, but I don't know if you've ever met me before. I am about six foot tall uh, to 20. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a big girl. So to have my body not be able to have enough blood in it to be on those strong narcotics like Dilaudid to every single day, um, I then they put me on a laxative. Y'all, girl, it was so much <laughs> happening in that hospital. And I was miserable. And I was sick that I couldn't get to my business. And then I battled the flu in November of 2019. And then the beginning of 2019, in February, I got sick with a stomach virus. And that was also coming off the heels of my conference. And I got sick and laid in the bed for a week because I just physically could not move. I was drained. Um, it's been a hard year and having a chronic illness is not the cutest thing. And so do I know better now what I have to do to protect myself as I move into the next year? Of course, but that doesn't excuse the fact that my body's still sick. And so I believe God that he will completely fully heal me one day on earth because I need my body to function for me on earth as it is in heaven. There's no need for healing when I get to heaven because what's the point? So 
I mentally battle through a lot and I need people's support. One of the biggest things that I've tried to do this year is to have a membership experience or online course experience that can run for me when I'm not there so that on the days where I can't get out of the bed, I can still make money because traditional jobs working at 80 and 70% every single day is taxing. So my life is a big old complicated hot mess sometimes and I'm glad that I have a savior, but it's been a tough year. And so I'm thankful for the 80% that I do have, but life for me does not look like what I think. Um, it doesn't look like what I want it to. And I envy people who are 100% healthy. And I often wonder why a lot of them squander and squash their opportunities to do, to walk in purpose. And I'm often sometimes dealing with jealousy because I'm like, man, I wish I could hop up and do that. But I have to rest for a day or two if I travel. I have to rest. You know, people are like, can you come speak here? Can you come speak there? And I'm like, mm, how far is it? Because uh, you're going to have to give me a day to rest before I come to your event. And you're going to have to pay for two plane tickets and not one. So I got to get paid what I'm worth if you want me to show up. Now, I preach the walls, the paint off the walls. And I'm not going to not brag on that, uh, not, not brag on that. God has anointed me to do that. But there are things that I have to accommodate because life does not look the way I want it to. So I say all that to say for you and for I to learn how to cast down imaginations and to rejoice at what is going well. That's what casting down your imagination is. You have literally got to stop, reprogram your thought and reframe that thought to a place of rejoicing going, hey, I'm still in the hot fire. I'm still in the hot seat. You're still refining me, God. You are still fighting for me, but the way that you are fighting for me is forcing me to grow up and to take ownership of me. And I don't like it and it hurts, but you have anointed me for work and I have to be and I have to be worthy of the call that you're that you're calling me to. But there is so much grace um, allotted. There's so much, so many things that God has given us to be able to do in spite of the fact that some of us are challenged. So I love you. And this has been an amazing podcast. I hope your 2020 is absolutely amazing. I don't know at what point in the future you're listening to this, but I hope you're going through like a great year. Um, I hope that you know that the Lord is with you. He still is God with us. He's still our good father. And good fathers make their kids grow up. And there's a verse of scripture. I'm going to tip over here and find it. Um, I want to talk about uh, this scripture that I'm hearing. It's Hebrews 12, 11, And it says, no discipline is pleasant at the time that it's happening. It's painful. But later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So I'm praying that you stick to your schedule every single day. I'm praying that you say no when you need to say no. I'm praying that you know when to give yourself a chance to just go and have fun and get off your computer and relax. I'm praying that you evaluate your relationships this year and really ask yourself who's for you, who's against you, and who are you waiting on to walk into their potential that you kind of need to go ahead and let them go. I'm praying this year that you get it right, that this is the year that if you get $1,000 or $5,000 or $10,000 that you tithe, that you give your money to your taxes, and you steward faithfully the rest that you have to pay bills and to keep the lights on and to do all the amazing adult things that all of us got to do. I am praying for your adulting process, okay? You are not in this alone. 
And so I love you. Godspeed to you. Again, if you want that free ebook, it's on alexismcreative.com. Or you can go to 2020visioncon.com to find out more about the 2020 Vision Movement, which helps entrepreneurs and women who are budding in business get a solid business plan and strategy that is the place for encouragement and strategy on your business and faith journey. So I'm incredibly proud of you and I will talk to you soon.